Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Faked. This episode is going to be all about Tom Ford and his wonderful sunglasses because we have talked about cologne before. We all know Tom Ford makes cologne, some of my favorite colognes on the market. Actually, if you check out my TikTok, I just did a new episode all about um, you determining whether a uh, cologne of his is fake or not. So it's kind of like an interactive thing. Go check it out. Let me know what you think, um, and then we can talk about it. So we're going to talk about the sunglasses because I don't think we've talked about sunglasses yet, uh, but we have talked about fragrances, and you can go back and check that episode out. But let's talk about the history of Tom Ford. What gives Tom Ford um, the right to charge crazy sunglass prices? Because, you know, sunglasses... uh, you know, there's really not much you could throw into them that's going to make them extremely expensive, but it's the crafting, the history. That's what gives a lot of these the uh, goal, you know, like Gucci, to, to spend a little more on their sunglasses because they are crafted. Obviously, there's diminishing returns after a price point, but you're playing for the exclusivity. You're paying for the craftfulness, all this kind of stuff. So let's talk about Tom Ford. What the heck is this guy uh you know, what kind of history does he have in order to kind of create some of this stuff? He has a cool name, that's for sure. But, uh, okay, so we're going to go through the history. I don't know what, um, but I'm going to read through this history and we're going to talk about it. So the man who revived the fortunes of Gucci and Saint Laurent, who founded a highly successful eponymous fashion brand, who directed and produced two, two films, I guess, and then who has dabbled in fashion photography. So this man is a well-rounded uh, individual. He kind of looks like a... Keanu Reeves. So if you look him up, kind of has like a Keanu Reeves look to him. Plus, there's like one more element to it. I'm not sure which uh, which other person I would throw in to kind of see what the love child of these two. So, anyways, his name is Thomas Carlisle Ford. He was born in 1961 in Austin, Texas. His parents were both real estate agents. Besides school, the young Tom spent much of his childhood at his paternal grandparents ranch in a dusty rural texas so kind of like the opposite of what he's going for now since a lot of his things are like formal wear uh, you got tom ford suits that are awesome and obviously you're not gonna want to wear tom ford cologne on a ranch um so in those formative years tom has identified his mother and paternal grandmother as his early role inspiration so his mother according to his statements was the epitome of urban chic so while his grandmother was the quintessential Texas woman, from flashy jewelry to oversized boat cars. So let's talk about him moving away from all that. So in 1979, Tom moved to New York and enrolled in the NYU, um, or I guess just in NYU, not, yeah, okay. So as an art history major. So interesting, you know, he's going now the history of art route but i guess yeah with the uh, history of art comes the current art and future art so he became a regular at the infamous studio 54 and dropped out of school after just one year so he then moved to los angeles the opposite so he's been 
Wow, he's been south, Texas. He went to um, New York, then all the way over to L.A. So he's really hit up everything except for the north side. So to appear in television commercials. So after a few years, he returned to New York. So he's back again and enrolled, enrolled at the Parsons School of Design to study architecture, but ended up studying fashion. So in 1985, Tom managed to convince prominent sportswear designer Kathy Hardwick to hire him as a design assistant. And after two years, he moved to design jeans for Perry Ellis. So pretty early on, he was moving up the, uh, the clothing chain there in the fashion world. So in 1990, Don Mello, then Gucci's creative director, hired Tom as the brand's woman's wear designer. At the time, Gucci was a brand plagued by management um, infighting and perceived to be an out-of-touch kind of with the times. That is interesting. I didn't really know. I didn't know Gucci really ever had that kind of stigma. I'm sure they tried to suppress that era. So Tom rose through the ranks there, and then in just four years, when the brand was acquired by Bahrain-based um, Invest Corp, he was appointed the creative director. So Tom Ford at one point was Gucci's creative director. Hmm. So I guess once in charge, Tom set about transforming Gucci's image from one of conservative minimalism to more essentially sophisticated. So I guess um, Tom also had a knack for publicity, uh, particularly those of the attention-grabbing and controversial variety. So Tom famously teamed up with the French stylist Karine Riotfield um, and Italian photographer Mario Testino to produce some of the most iconic and ad campaigns of the 1990s. Okay, so under Tom, Gucci had once again become the trendsetter that other brands looked up to and courted by Hollywood A-listers like Gillian Anderson, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Goldie Hawn. So it looks like he really brought them from nearly brink of destruction to what we know Gucci as today. So kind of interesting stuff. And then Tom Ford kind of went with the more minimalistic. So if you look up Tom Ford's leather jackets, which are awesome. They're so cool. Um, check those out. They're really awesome. And then um, we can go more on just to see what else he has done. And I don't really want to go through all of it. It's, it's, it's got a lot of thing. I want to get into the meat of this episode. I don't think we all need to know his, his entire history. But uh, yeah, so he, he certainly has the history in order to um, go through and charge some of the outrageous prices that he currently does. So let's talk about um, the sunglasses. So we talked about the fact that he was in charge of women's wear. So Tom Ford sunglasses, um, at least women's sunglasses, are definitely more popular than uh, the men's side of it, but the men still, they're, they're really awesome. But um, Tom Ford sunglasses definitely are uh, a little out of most people's range when it comes to pricing. So let's see if you've got some real or fake ones. All right, so the lens are huge. So the lens, and I'm not talking about size, but the lens in importance are huge. So all Tom Ford sunglasses etch the brand name into the top corner of the lens. Um, and I know it's difficult to say corner since it's kind of an oval, so not really a corner. So you're going to want to look at the like top left, I guess top closest to the... Um, the arms. Yeah, I think arms is what they call them. So that's where they're going to be etched into it. And then watch out for the oval O's. So they should be round. Tom Ford has an like a perfectly round zero, or zero, an O, a perfectly round O, and does not have like the elongated ovals. So that's big because that's their actual font. Like that's their actual logo. So it should appear in the upper, you know, 
part of the right lens uh, if looking at the glasses from the outside or the upper corner of the left lens um, if looking through the, su the sunglasses from the inside. So fakes often try to replicate this by, uh, so double check the font spacing to ensure it adheres to the brand's logo formality. That's huge. You always, always like bring up the actual logo next to it because they're never going to deviate from that. They spent a lot of money in branding. They're never going to get away from the whole brand look or font. I mean, they like own that font. So next up, let's talk about the tip of the arms. So metal plaques are inset at the outer tips of the arms with the Tom Ford brand name etched into the plaque. So beware of the printed stamps. That is a huge telltale fake, or at least the sign of the fake. So they will just print on it and uh, it has no actual engraving. So make sure it's engraved. So kind of rub your finger over it. It looks awesome. Like it's this really cool plaque on the end. Um, so Tom Ford also subtly imprints the product serial number into the in inner tip of the left arm. Omission of the serial number means it's definitely a fake. Uh, that's for their kind of cataloging and then also obviously for authenticity. So the serial number uh, usually is going to be like LP3097636. So it's like alphanumeric always. All right. So let's talk about the arms. And the arms are the things that go over your ears. So decipher the inscriptions on the inner arms and confirm it matches the product in hand. So there's actually, let's just take this for example. I guess there's a Whitney version, Whitney 7PS or something. Like, I don't know. Anyways, you're going to want to confirm that that is actually a sunglass of theirs. I mean, it kind of would seem stupid for a con like um, a scammer to not put that on there since it seems like, I don't know. But I guess they're mass producing. They are trying to get these bad boys out. They are not thinking of, uh, you know, what if someone's privy to the fact? Because I think most of the people who are really big into um, into Tom Ford sunglasses, they just go to the Tom Ford store or, you know, uh, Nordstrom or something like that. So, if looking through the glasses from the inner uh, or from the inside, the inner left arm provides the style, model, color, and the dimensions of the lens width, nose bridge, and arm length in millimeters. So Google the style and model number to ensure it matches. So what I was talking about with the Whitney is the style model would be TF9, color would be COL, which I think is like a yeah, B 5 So that's like the actual number of the color. So maybe like cobalt or something like that. Then you've got width of lens, which would be the following two numbers. Length of nose bridge, which would be the following two numbers after that, after the little square. Then you've got the length of arm all in millimeters. So if you know that, then I guess you know exactly how long this stuff is. So if looking through the glasses from the inside, the inner right arm provides the brand name, made in Italy, and the CE stamp, which means it was manufactured in accordance to EU regulations. That's going to be on the left side. So, uh, uh, no, right side, sorry. Right, well, the right arm is going to have all that information. So made in Italy, it's going to have the CE, it's going to have all that stuff. So, also, uh, check out the factory. So all Tom Ford eyewear is produced in Italy by Marcolin SBA and a subsidiary of the uh, Marcolin Group. So therefore, accompanying paperwork that comes with it, which it will if it's new, but you know sometimes you don't get that, such as the care instructions should bear the Marcolin name, and that's M-A-R-C-O-L-I-N. 
Significantly counterfeit products tend to omit all of that information just because it's it's pretty intricate. Um, and then also, you know, it just leaves, if somebody is privy to it and it's not there, maybe just assume it wore off. But um, if they put it on there, I guess it's pretty hard to match up. And that would then make it just fake immediately. Because like what we're talking about. So if it's not there, you know, you can just assume it's fake. But, um, you know, it could have rubbed off. You know, these are coming on and off your head. Bam, 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 all day. So I wanted to make sure there we didn't miss anything. So the writing on the lens, we talked about the arm tips. The other information on the arms, the paperwork... Um, Oh, and then something we missed. But, you know, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know this is a huge thing. So you can always pretty much tell a fake by the price. So when we're on Canal Street and, you know, somebody's yelling, you Tom Ford, Tom Ford, Tom Ford, Tom Ford. And you're like, oh, Tom Ford what? And then they're like, sunglasses. And, you know, you ask maybe how much is it? And they say, real Tom Ford, um, $40. And... <laughs> Instantly, you're thinking, well, there's no way. Also, you know, you're on Canal Street, so you know everything is fake. Um, but they do have, like, multiple copies. And we, we tend to stay away from that area. Just be, It is fun to do it. You know, I've talked about it. But a lot of the stuff you get there is just so fake that it, it breaks so fast. Um, I mean, I've gotten – I know in it's just fun to do, like, once or twice. Um, I know I did this the first time we went there and loved, like, the negotiations Loved going into the back areas, but boy, oh boy, you're not getting the real things, and don't let them tell you, that's for sure. Um, don't even let them get close, because there's first copies, which are really good, um, second copies, which are getting further away, and then I think there's a third copy, or there's like a, another word for it, but they're awful, like it's like everything you'd find on the street, and they do that because if there's a raid, they can just kind of leave it, because everything's just pennies, I mean, it's so cheap, Um so yeah, we talked about how to determine whether it's real or not, and that's you know that's good because um, there are people that just find Tom Ford. Like let's say sunglasses get like lost all the time. That's why I just won't buy sunglasses that are expensive. The most expensive ones I have are a Bose one. Like they actually and they're like a hundred bucks. They like project the um, sound into your ear. Super cool. But again, a hundred bucks for technology is cheap. I think so. Let's also go over some of the most expensive um, sunglasses. And actually, Tom Ford doesn't even make the list on this, so we may have to talk about some of these other ones. Um, Chompard sunglasses go for $400,000. Oh my gosh, I could not imagine. I sit on sunglasses constantly. I could not imagine. I couldn't imagine that. Okay, so Dolce & Gabbana has a DG2027B sunglasses, 383000 Shields Emerald sunglasses, Two hundred thousand dollars. Cartier Panther glasses. That's a cool name. Hundred forty. Hundred fifty-nine thousand. Okay. Number five is Luxurator Canary Diamond glasses. Sixty-five thousand. Bulgari Flora sunglasses. Fifty-nine thousand. Gold and Wood two three or two five three diamond glasses. Fifty-five thousand. Gold and Wood one hundred nineteen diamond glasses. Thirty thousand. Lugano Diamond sunglasses. Twenty-seven thousand. I feel like these have to have diamonds on them. Because, again, how do you even justify this price? Then you've got the Cartier Paris 18K gold sunglasses for 25000 That's the last on that list. So, guys, what do you guys think? Um, I know that now with this new whole Spotify for Podcasters thing, I can put a thing in the bottom. You guys can actually interact with this episode, which is so cool. I love that. I love that they um, kind of 
reached out to the community and what do you guys want with your podcast? What kind of advancements do you want? So if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, there might be something below that you can check out. Um, And also I will probably be putting out a video of what some of these sunglasses look like. And, um, you know, especially because they were so expensive. I mean, 383,000, geez, that is crazy. So guys, remember the faked items. There are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.